Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we'll look at the free agents from this past year's Philadelphia Phillies roster and who you want to bring back. Uh, we'll also talk about the mentality we have with this team right now and looking forward as we try and still cope with the NLCS loss. And finally, are you to a point where you're watching the World Series or has this just been a complete ignoring of the fall classic for you because of the way the Philadelphia Phillies season ended? We're going to get into all of it on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you for checking us out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube if you haven't done so already. We get your notifications when new episodes are posted. Cost you nothing. Takes two seconds. Just hit the subscribe button. You'll see it at the end of the episode if you don't want to go find it now. Perfect. That's fine. You can get it when you get to the end of the episode. It'll pop up on your screen here on YouTube. And uh, appreciate everyone checking in. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, we're in the offseason part of our programming with the Philadelphia Phillies loss, but uh, we continue to uh, battle on against the depression of the Philadelphia Phillies NLCS collapse. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. So go ahead and check that out. Now, where we start today is we're going to jump into the players from this year's roster, the 2023 team, that are going to be free agents this winter as the Phillies look to move into the next season. And they decide who they want to bring back, who they want to let go, things of that nature. These are the big names that they're going to be looking at that were a part of the team this year. Now, two of these names you're not really going to notice because, well, you'll know them, but uh, low impact. We'll get to those guys. Well, let's start with him. Drew Ellis, uh, you're not really going to be doing anything with Drew Ellis. I mean, nearly he's turning 28 coming up, uh, not really an impact guy. He's an unrestricted free agent. He was being paid $720,000 this year. Just doesn't really give you anything. Maybe you sign him as a minor league body. Uh, not a huge point of importance to the major league roster. And another one, <laughs> Scott Kingry officially comes off the books this year. Uh, he has a club option, $13 million, which, honestly, if you're listening out there, Dave Dombrowski, I think it's a steal. I mean, Scott Kingery, still young, right? He's only, oh, wait, no, he's 29, and he hasn't done anything for you, and you gave him a huge contract. Now, it's not Dombrowski's fault. That was on uh, Matt Klintak and one of the worst contracts in Philadelphia Phillies history. I do not believe the Philadelphia Phillies are going to be exercising the $13 million club option for Scott Kingery. He'll be a free agent. He will not be back with the team. I'd be surprised. Uh, maybe if you let him walk and then he comes back at a much lesser price to be a minor league guy. Like, I don't know how he even fits into this team's plans in the future. The infield's stacked up. Scott Kingery's not a not a factor going forward either. Um, now we get to the interesting ones. Michael Lorenzen, he is an unrestricted free agent. He was being paid $8.5 million this past year. He threw a no-hitter for you, and then he was basically not used – down the stretch and in the postseason, he was used a little bit in the NLCS because you needed a deeper bullpen because of the longer series. 
Michael Lorenzen, he's an interesting one. Does he fit into this rotation? So let's break this down a little bit. So you're going to have Zach Wheeler. You're going to have Ranger Suarez. You're going to have Tywin Walker. You're going to have Christopher Sanchez. That's four. So basically you have one more spot in the rotation. Or they might try and do six-man rotation, which they employed at points this year. And maybe Michael Lorenzen could be the sixth guy in that spot. But unless they see him as that and at a much lower price than $8.5 million, I don't think Lorenzen will be back. Because that other spot, and I know I've only named five guys and I'm talking about a six-man rotation, the other spot could potentially be filled by Aaron Nola. Nola is another guy who is a free agent this year, an unrestricted free agent. For the first time in his career, he'll have the opportunity to go ahead and search out another place to play. And he's been here his entire career. Do the Philadelphia Phillies want him back? That's the question. Because it sounds like he kind of wants to be here, and it sounds like from Dave Dombrowski's end-of-year interview, they kind of want him back. I don't know if he ends up like I, it's really a coin flip to me whether Aaron Nola ends up here. But Dave Dombrowski, as we talked about in, two episodes ago, I believe it was in his exit interview after the season ended, said that if Aaron Nola is not back here and they'd like to have Aaron Nola back, if he's not back here, that's priority one for this team this offseason is to go and get a top level starting pitcher. So something to keep an eye on. They're going to have someone else in that spot, which is why when I was talking about Lorenzen, I was talking about potentially a six-man rotation and being in that final spot in the rotation. Uh, Dave Dombrowski also said just things to keep in mind about the rotation, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this as the offseason progresses. Doesn't think McAble's ready to take the next step and be a major league pitcher yet. Doesn't think Griff McGarry's there yet to take the step and be a major league pitcher. And Andrew Painter not in the equation as he recovers from Tommy John surgery. Had that UCL issue, of course. So it, not in the equation for next year either. So you're probably not going to see minor league guys come up. It'll have to be a signing for somebody to be in that rotation. So we'll see how that plays out. But Aaron Nola is such an interesting one. I need to know. Let me know in the comments. Do you think Aaron Nola should be back as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies? He was getting paid 11 and a quarter million dollars this past year. People are saying, I don't know, 150, 175, 200 million maybe. In total contract value for Aaron Nola this offseason could be, especially considering what he did in the postseason, looking pretty darn good for the Phillies in points. So I, I don't know. I mean, the market value based what we're using here, which is Spotrack or Spotrack, however you pronounce it, you, you know what it is. If you ever look up a contract, they've got it. The market value is saying $24.5 million a year. So quick math there. Let's just call that 25 even. 25 over four years would be 100. 25 over eight years would be 200. Uh, his value could be more than that, but four years, 100 million for Aaron Nola. I wouldn't hate that. I might bring him back on that. We're going to have a deeper episode on Aaron Nola at some point, but that's one of the big questions. Of course, he's a free agent. Another guy we know is a free agent is Reese Hoskins, who was making $12 million this year, unfortunately had the torn ACL. The Phillies are going to have to decide, one, if they have a spot for him defensively, and two, if he's the right guy to fill that spot. And you'll also have to see what the market is for him. He's going to have a very strange market. The market value listed is $21 million based on this year. But he's coming off of the ACL injury. I don't know. Is there a team that would pay Reese Hoskins big money in a long-term deal after that? Or will it be a one-year deal somewhere? And could that one-year deal bring him back here to Philadelphia? That's something that the Phillies will have to decide. I think it's more likely Aaron Nola's back than it is Reese Hoskins' is back, which is crazy 
considering how much it seemed like you missed Reese Hoskins and how up and down Aaron Nola's season was. But that seemed to be where the comments were pointed from Dave Dombrowski in his end-of-year availability. So we'll keep an eye on those two big names and see who's going to be back or who's going to go. They both could be gone. So, so far, again, Drew Ellis, Scott Kingery, I'm assuming both those guys are going to be gone. Michael Lorenzen, I'd be surprised if he was back as well. Uh, Aaron Nola, coin flip. Reese Hoskins, a little bit less of a coin flip. More likely he's not here, it seems like right now, but keep you updated on anything we hear on that front. And there's one other free agent. Now, you all tell me in unison whether you want this guy back. Yell it at your computer, your phone, however you're checking this out, your tablet. Craig Kimbrell is a free agent. Do you want Craig Kimbrell back? $10 million last year. Yeah, I think I just heard a resounding no from the Philadelphia Phillies fan base. I don't think Craig Kimbrell's as bad of a pitcher as we're going to remember him as. But this fan base is completely turned on him, and I don't blame him. He was a big reason why you lost that NLCS. A really big reason. That pivotal game four had an opportunity and just didn't shut the door when you needed to. I don't think it was a spot that he should have been employed in, and that falls on Rob Thompson, but still you get put out there. You got to execute as a future Hall of Famer and an all-star this year, and he just didn't. So Craig Kimbrell, I'd be super, super surprised if he's back in a Philadelphia Phillies uniform under new contract next year. I'd imagine he's going to go elsewhere and trying to continue his Hall of Fame career with another organization. So there you have it. Those are the Phillies' free agents. Again, Hoskins, Nola, Kimbrell, Lorenzen, Ellis, Kingery. Those are the names. It certainly could be that none of those guys come back. You think about it, Kingery's not going to be back, at least on that same contract. Ellis probably not back. Um, you go ahead and you look at Lorenzen. He was a one-year loaner at the trade deadline. Do you try and sign him? Maybe, but does he get money elsewhere? Also, maybe. He could not be back. Craig Kimball probably won't be back. Reese Hoskins, it seems like he won't be back. And Aaron Nola is a coin flip. Like You could have all of those guys in different uniforms next year. So we'll see how that plays out. And we'll see what the Phillies' priority level is to getting those guys back. Uh, coming up on Locked on Phillies, we're going to talk a little bit about our mentality with this team right now. I just talked about the mentality with Craig Kimbrell and how this fan base is very much out on him. But I want to talk to you a little bit about just how we're feeling about the Philadelphia Phillies. So we'll get into that coming up as we continue Locked on Phillies. Oh, first, though, I want to tell you about my friends over at FanDuel. All right, right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So let's say uh, this Sunday, Philly, Dallas. It's Dallas week on the gridiron. Come on, you know this. So let's say you go and you bet the birds, and they you bet $5 on the money line. They win. Well, you get $150 in bonus bets. That's $150 if your team wins. It's great. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app's super easy to use. There's a bunch of different betting options. You can bet spread, parlays, player props, over-unders. They have a same-game parlay where you can bet a bunch of stuff in the same game and do a bunch of different props. Like, it's awesome. Anything you could possibly want, FanDuel has it. You know, when you close your eyes and think about a betting app, you think about FanDuel. And that's why they're number one. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right. Let's continue locked on Phillies. And uh, let's talk a little bit about our mentality with this team right now. So I know it's tough. And 
I've had this conversation on the radio, 97.5 The Fanatic. You can check out my stuff if you're in the Philadelphia area, 6 p.m., 10 p.m. Appreciate it. Um, you can also listen on the app, even if you're not in the Philadelphia market. Just plug in the other stuff that I do. I'm a busy man. But with the Philadelphia Phillies losing the way that they lost, and especially seeing the tone of baseball in general, a lot of people around the sport are starting to feel like the regular season matters less and less with the new playoff format, seeing 100-win teams get knocked out by 80-something win teams or 90-win teams. It's just like you can win the division, get smoked. You can lose the division, get hot, and go in. So it's just like all you have to do is make it in. So does this change the mentality around the regular season? I think it's going to for some teams. I think you're going to see an adjustment starting this coming year as far as how teams handle the regular season and how hard they vie for winning the division as opposed to delivering a healthy team ready to produce to the postseason. So with that in mind, think about the way, if you're a Philadelphia 76ers fan, you view the Sixers right now. If you're not a Sixers fan, I'll break this down for you, right? The Sixers have been knocked out in the second round for every year since, uh, I don't know, Bill Clinton was in office. Like, this team just can't find a way out of a second round. And the issue is, now, the way the fan base views that Sixers team is the regular season doesn't matter because you could be a one seed, you could be a five seed, an eight seed, whatever. Like, they've had a bunch of different seeding, and they keep getting knocked out in the second round. So it's more like, we'll watch the regular season, but we don't really care about it. We're not excited about it because we know, end of the day, the second round, is still their kryptonite, regardless of how well they play. Well, for the Philadelphia Phillies, it's not quite the same thing. They've had more success than that. I mean, they went to the World Series last year. They played in the championship series this year. They should have gone to the World Series again. It is what it is. But we might be getting to the point that the Sixers fan base has gotten to, where the regular season just doesn't do it for us anymore. The past two years, so like last year, we were – living and dying with the regular season saying this team needs to end this playoff drought. We need to see Bryce Harper carry this team to the postseason. We need to figure out how in the world we're going to make it in to end what was a decade plus long playoff drought. And that had us gripped with excitement this year. It was, how are they going to bounce back from losing the world series? Are they going to be able to fight through that and use that as motivation to get back this year? And are they going to be able to make the playoffs for a second straight year? And how competitive will they be in the division? And how did they take a step forward over last year? All of these were questions because the thought process was, okay, better team with Trey Turner. Maybe you take a step forward in the regular season, put yourself in better position in the postseason, and this is the year you win it all. It obviously didn't work out, and it wasn't the best regular season, but they didn't prove. They won 90 games. It was three more than last year when they knocked back 87. So now, though, you're kind of at the point where it's like, okay, well, if they improve in the regular season – whatever, you've already proven twice that it doesn't really matter winning the division or not winning the division. You don't have anything to prove as far as a playoff drought. They're probably going to make it again next year. Like, are we at the point where the regular season has little to no meaning to you as a fan? That's a tough thing to evaluate. So I want you to think about it. I hope it does have meaning. I hope you care about the regular season because I'm going to be locked into every pitch. And I know it's a long grind and these players want the attendance to continue to be up and want their fans behind them. But I also understand if you're kind of like, well, watch 162, but as long as they make it in, that's all I need to see. And I'm not putting too much stock in that because great teams in the regular season haven't, at least as of late, found their way to be great teams in the postseason. 
So mentally, maybe that's a hurdle that we have to get over. And another one we have to get over is the expectations for this team. They're going to be super high until this core's gone. Like they're going to be unbelievably through the roof. A World Series is the only like it's the only acceptable outcome. Anything short of a World Series from now until I don't know the day when this team isn't as competitive as they are right now. And trust me, you'll know when the decline starts coming. I still think they have a ways to go before this core starts to decline. With Trey Turner and Bryce Harper locked up for a while, young players mixed in with veteran stars. Like I still think there's plenty of ability on this Philadelphia Phillies team to compete for a world championship. But that's the thing. Like until you start to see the decline, the goal is a world series. And anything short of that is going to be disappointing. It's not moral victories. It's not, Oh goodness. Thank goodness. We made it in. Okay. No, that's doesn't play anymore for the Philadelphia Phillies with the way the last two seasons have gone. So are your expectations so much higher for the Philadelphia Phillies that basically all they can do is, disappoint you i guess or win it all those are the only two options i mean that's kind of where we talked about the sixers right that's also kind of where we're at with the eagles right now in this town where it's just like okay you went to the super bowl last year you better go win it this year or everything's a disappointment it's a good thing to have talented teams it's a good thing to see your teams win it's a good thing that the philadelphia phillies are where they are but mentally we've got a lot of expectations on this team and the regular season has very little to do with it and we need to mentally come to terms with over this offseason how we're going to approach this Philadelphia Phillies season going forward and seasons to come as this core tries to fight again for another chance at a world championship. It's a very interesting shift in mindset for the fan base, and it's one that I'm going to enjoy watching how people handle it. So let me know, how it, does the regular season matter to you anymore? And is there anything that you'd accept short of a World Series that makes you okay with this team's next season? Because I don't think there will be for this fan base. And that puts them in a very interesting spot. So that's the uh, that's the mentality with this team right now that we're kind of looking at as we look forward. And, of course, we're still broken up about it. Maybe we'll be in a different spot by the time opening day rolls around because there will be more time in between the brutal loss of the Diamondbacks and where you're at now. Now, speaking of the Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers, the World Series has been going on, and I want to know coming up a little bit, I'm going to break down mentally if people have been watching the World Series or not and why maybe you have or haven't. So we'll discuss that coming up as we wrap up Locked On Phillies. All right. Unfortunately, the Philadelphia Phillies are not part of the World Series. I get it. You might not want to hear this part of the podcast, but it's important. The Fall Classic's going on. It's the biggest baseball series of the year. You were one win away from it, which sucks. But, I mean, you look at it, and maybe it's a little bit of solace to you. The Diamondbacks don't look like they don't belong. Like, they're not out here getting smoked. Uh, They're down 2-1 in the series to the Texas Rangers. They just lost the home last night in Game 3. Shout out to Texas. I'm rooting for the Rangers because I don't want that Diamondbacks team to win at all. And I would feel worse if I knew that they went out and they smoked the Rangers. And I was like, the Phillies were one game away from probably winning another World Series. That would drive me insane. So go Rangers. Uh, I don't know their slogan, but yeah, go Rangers. And on top of that, the Diamondbacks, though, they are competing. So it's not like you got beat by a team that doesn't deserve to be there. And I've said that that's the thing. I've been having this feedback and people in the comments and everything this whole time. Oh, why are you saying the Phillies are the better team? They got beat. You can be the better team and you can lose. The Braves were a better team than the Philadelphia Phillies. They lost. 
If a Braves fan wanted to tell me their team this year was better than the Phillies, I would agree with them. But they weren't better in that series. The Phillies are a better team than the Diamondbacks. They weren't better in this series. Both of those things can be true, okay? So stay out of my mentions with that annoying stuff. I understand it. The Diamondbacks deserve to be there. They earned their way there. I'm not taking anything away from them. I'm just saying the Phillies were more talented and they should have gotten the job done. But the Diamondbacks are not ta- like lacking talent to the point where they shouldn't be there. They're existing in the World Series and they're playing well and they've got a chance to find a way to win it. So that should, I guess, make you feel a little bit better if you're a Phillies fan, that you didn't lose to a complete tomato can of a team, that they're actually a team that's pretty good and giving Texas some trouble. I just... I can't really bring myself to watch too much of it. If I'm at the bar and I'm watching like the Sixers or the Flyers or something or the Eagles and like there's multiple TVs and one of them is on the World Series, I'm not going to like shield my eyes from it. I'm not going to not peek. So that's the only time I've really caught any World Series action so far. But yeah, I mean, I've been trying to like if I could avoid it, I would. If I could say like, just if I'm flipping channels at home, I'm not turning on the World Series. So if you're doing that, don't feel bad. Don't feel petty. Don't feel like you're taking this too far. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not trying to watch the World Series. If it's on, I'll keep an eye on it. But I'm not choosing to put it on or anything like that. I'm, uh, like I don't want or have any interest in watching that, really. It drives me insane. The Phillies should be there, and it hurts. And we talked about the mindset and mentality with this team. Once they go out, like, I'm dead. I'm done. I'm out on baseball in general just because of how close they got. If they hadn't made the playoffs, I would watch the playoffs. If they weren't close, I would watch the World Series. Like, if they had gotten knocked out in the wild card round, we'd be to a point now where we could watch the World Series and probably be entertained by it. But every time I catch it, it's just it just hurts knowing the Phillies should be there. And they're not because their biggest players didn't show up. But watching the World Series <sighs> – the other thing, I do feel like the Phillies would have gave the Rangers a really good run for their money. And it sucks seeing a beatable team on the other side. Like, the Rangers are not a juggernaut. Now, Adoles Garcia might be. He's a monster. But the Rangers are not a juggernaut. And the Diamondbacks have found a way to take a game. And the Phillies probably would be in a really good position if they were playing right now. They'd at least be within a game of that. Like, I hate to play the what if game, but this is why I don't want to watch the World Series because all these scenarios run through my head of like, what if it was the Phillies and how would they be matching up and everything like that? And I know not everyone wants to hear that, but I guess the biggest takeaway from just what I've seen of the World Series so far and where that series stands is that the Phillies didn't lose to a team that was like completely incompetent. Uh, They didn't lose to a giant underdog that nobody could ever believe. Like, no, the Diamondbacks were a solid team. Phillies were a better team but the Diamondbacks played the better baseball in those seven games. So maybe that's something to take. I'm like, I'm not in the business of moral victories, though, especially not with this team right now. Still mad at them. Still upset with the Philadelphia Phillies. Just trying to work through mentally where we're at right now and uh, our coping mechanisms for all of this. So that was the check-in on the World Series. And, yeah, I guess go Rangers because I do not want to see the Diamondbacks win. That'll make me feel like the Phillies – not only lost in the NLCS, but lost a clean look at another World Series. So, all right, that's all for today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Sorry to end on a bit of a sad note there. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate you checking us out. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing. 
to the YouTube, all that good stuff. And I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.